new year. And for what God has done for us as people, it is a good time to give God praise. Let us exalt him from the bottom of our heart. Let us thank God for the gift of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We exalt him who lives forever and ever. We thank God for the manifestation of his will for us. We thank God for his glory and power and honor. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for the fulfillment of his covenant promise among us year after year. Even this very year, we thank God for his grace and mercy that have upheld us. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. Amen. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven as we open this service by reading Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and pure heart, who does not lift up his heart towards his faults, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Let's take together Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. 
the Lord upholds all those who fall and lift up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. We will take our opening hymn together. Praise the King of Glory.
Well, you are very welcome tonight. I believe very much that every one of us is expecting, and we are in the mood now, as is, uh, of, of Christmas. Especially in Europe, everywhere is lit up during the expectation of Christmas. And we thank God for uh, this session. This is the 50th uh, uh, Bible study that we're having this year. Every Wednesday. We have two more Wednesdays to go to the end of the year. And we thank God for His grace. I want us to lift up our voices together and thank God for His grace that have kept us thus far. For all the things that the Lord has taught us during this period, let us give God the praise. Let us give God thanks. Oh, thanks. All thanks be to the Lord for his good and his mercy endures forever. Thank God for the faith that he has given to us all. Thank God for the knowledge that we have received during this teaching every Wednesday. Thank God for the excitement in our hearts. As we have even seen during our Wednesdays, our children, very young ones, within less than their 10, even contributing very powerfully from what God has taught them. And we have seen the demonstration of the power of God among us in knowledge, in knowledge. And we give God praise for this hour. We thank God who revealed himself through his, uh, his servants and through the knowledge of the word. He says the Lord continued to appear in Shiloh and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. So, if God revealed himself to someone through his word, you can agree with me that God has revealed himself to us all through his word every week, every week, every week. And we give God the praise and honor and glory for that grace that he has given to us to be able to share his word. And we thank God for the transformation that we have attained by the word of God that is being shared Every Wednesday, we give God the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Um, I will be introducing the first person who will be sharing today. And then Pastor Tyler will continue with the, the list of those who will be sharing. Um, can we have Dickness Bimbo Ladapo, please? Yeah, they can ask people that They can ask, please, on your device. You are still muted. Unmute yourself. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good evening, all. My contribution is on Psalm 23, verses 1 to 3. Reverend Omar told us Psalm 23 expresses our confidence that God is always with us. So David recognized and related with God as the great and real shepherd who has always been with him when he was a shepherd boy and was with him forever. Our God is the same God yesterday, now and forevermore. So we must relate with God as David related with him, even more than David did because we are in the dispensation of grace with the Holy Spirit in us. When we reflect and acknowledge who God is to us, 
we will benefit and enjoy all the blessings associated with his promises in his word. Why? Because the word of God will always stand as our confidence and we can say to ourselves that as God protected David and others in the past, he will do likewise for us. Paraphrasing, the songwriter says, there is no secret in what God can do. The good things he did for others, he will likewise do for us. Some of the things that will benefit us from these verses are to always know that Jesus Christ is the word for us. So the word of God should be the food for our souls, for our, for our souls so as to grow and be enriched spiritually. He is a good shepherd who laid down his life for us as his sheep. Reference John 10 verses 11 and 14. He is a great shepherd. Reference Hebrews 13 20 that we read and confess this every day. Our sheep shepherd will lead us beside the still waters, waters of quietness. The Prince of Peace will overflow our hearts with peace and joy. We should always read, meditate and study the word of God as the word will nourish our spiritual lives in our Christian journeys. So as followers of Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, we should not mislead others in whatever capacity God has placed in us, be it in the church, at home and other areas of life. Momioma reminded, reminded us of us of this. What happens when we allow Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, to lead and direct us? One, we shall not lack anything that is good for us because, because God has promised us all we need for life and godliness. Jesus is always able to meet all our needs. Two, the Lord alone knows the right and perfect path as we sojourn in this world. He will lead and guide us in the right path of righteousness because of his name. We shall not fall or be led astray. Jesus is with us in the boat of our lives, and there shall be great manifestations and fulfillment in our lives. 3. As Apostle and Mommy prayed, the Lord will help us to walk continually with Him. Appreciate, commit ourselves to the Word of God, and complete, and complete dedication to the daily Bible readings. 4. Through the Holy Spirit of God, we shall be obedient, not wander away because we do not want to fall into trouble, but we will be empowered to continually follow the leading of the Good Shepherd to the end. Whilst recounting our experiences of God's goodness, kindness, providence, giving thanks and praising Him always, let our hearts be full of gladness, of the unfailing love of God for us, especially for giving us our Good Shepherd and taking care of our spiritual needs. Lord God, we thank and bless you for our daily bread, spiritually and physically from you. Our Father, for your tender mercy and affection towards us, your flock in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing us to distrust your loving care for us. Psalm 23 is well known, read and sung by many in the old wide world. And I will, within 16 seconds, end up with one of the psalmist songs of Psalm 23. The Lord my shepherd is, I shall be well supplied. Since he is my and I am his, what shall I want beside? So let us meditate and hold on to the wordings of this song. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sister Philomena, please. Good evening, church. Um, my contribution is from Psalm 23. This Psalm of David talks about God, the Good Shepherd. David's confidence in God acknowledged the Lord as his shepherd. Some of the images of God are wrapped in Psalm 23. 
is Jehovah Rui our shepherd who leads and guides us. Jehovah Jireh our provider who provides everything for us according to his riches in glory. Jehovah Shalom who gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. Jehovah Nisi our banner who fights all our battles. He's also our strong tower and the righteous one to eat and are safe. David had trust and assurance in God when he said in verse 4, Even though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, he will fear no evil, because the Lord will be with him, and his God and his staff will comfort him. Similarly, in Isaiah 43, 2, the Lord said, When we pass through the waters, he will, he will be with us. He will be with us, and, the, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow us. And when we walk through the fire, we shall not be born, nor shall the flames scorch us. Promises of God. A good shepherd is caring, a provider, and protector of his flock. That is what Jesus is to us. When we have Jesus as our shepherd, nothing else matters. It is as safe to say, take the old world and give me Jesus, and I will conquer in his name. Jesus is always with us, and he will never abandon his sheep that belong to his family. Because he is our ever-present help in trouble. He lays his life for us so that we may be free from the dominion of darkness into his marvelous light. In conclusion, if we obey and follow the path of Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, he will lead and guide us home to heaven. What a glorious day that will be. Amen. Amen. Brother Derek, please. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Psalm 23, verse 1, which reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Amen. David thought about God, the God of Israel, as he thought about his relationship with God. He made the analogy of a shepherd and his sheep. God was like a shepherd to David, and David was like a sheep to God. This shows that David believed that he was so weak compared to God that he was a sheep and that God was his shepherd. This would make sense because this, because David would have sang this most likely when David was a shepherd in his father Jesse's herd. And as a shepherd, his main job was to protect his sheep from predators and to move them to nice grazing grounds as gently as possible. In Micah 7.14, it says, Shepherd your people with your staff. And in Zechariah 13.11, it says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. David is affiliating this to God's kindness as he protects us and preserves us. As I conclude, I would like to say that we should pray that God will continue being the chief shepherd and he will continue to guide us. And when we stay on the path of Christ, goodness and mercy shall follow us and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You can ask God there, please. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm also going to take my uh, contribution from Psalm 23, verse 1, which reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mommy stated last week that this psalm is the psalm of David, and it talks about, God's, uh, about God as the good shepherd. This psalm is a very short psalm, but widely used by many Christians. And as a good shepherd, the psalm explains all the benefits from a good shepherd, who is the Lord. Example, prosperity, good guidance, 
uh, peace, protection, presence of God, comfort, favor, and the love of God. Mommy told us that uh, David used his life as a shepherd to express what, who God is to us, his loving kindness towards us. However, we understand that for us to enjoy all these and many more blessings from the good shepherd, we have to be a good sheep. A good sheep hears the instruction of his shepherd. John 10:27. My shepherd listened to my voice. I know them and they follow me. A good sheep stays where the shepherd is. He does not wander off. John 15:4. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. A good sheep obeys his shepherd. Philippians 4.9 Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. A good sheep relies on his shepherd for all things. The shepherd is his source. John 15.5 I am the vine and you are the branch. A good sheep follows his shepherd wherever he lives. He does not doubt the way. Whether it is up the hill or down the valley, whether it is on a rocky ground or on a smooth ground, because he knows that the shepherd has his best interest at hand and everything he does is for his good. Jeremiah 29, 11. And so a good sheep does not stay at the base of the hill and question the shepherd. Why should we climb the hill now? Or as the shepherd, when they're climbing down the valley, complain about, oh, it is very slippery. I cannot do it. Therefore, giving negative confessions. So the sheep has total trust and confidence on his shepherd. By so doing, the sheep enjoys all the said benefits from the good shepherd. My prayer is that all of us will be a good sheep that will not question, that will not complain and that will not give negative confessions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take us, Anna, please. Good evening. I'm going to take my contribution from Psalms 23, verse 1 and 2. I'm not going to read it because it's already been read. But what struck me the most in this chapter is that the same man who was overwhelmed with sorrow in the previous chapter oozes so much confidence in God in this chapter. David describes God as his shepherd in times of difficulty. Therefore, the question is, who is God to us when we're faced with challenges? Now, we all know the characteristics of a shepherd, but just to cast our minds back to the book of 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35, David often risked his life to protect the sheep and trusted to him. This is a rare quality among shepherds nowadays. However, David in this chapter is reminding us that the Lord is our shepherd, is the shepherd, shepherd of all shepherds, and he surpasses them all. To back up my claim, I will describe some qualities of Jesus or the Lord as it has been referred to in this text. Jesus willingly laid his life down for his sheep, not out of compulsion, but his will. There, there has been no account of any person or being who has done the same. And the reference we can reference that is John 10, 11, 18, which Reverend Omar spoke about. Jesus laid his life down not only for those who love him,
but for all men, even those who despised, mocked, and physically assaulted him. Again, there is no account of any man who has done so. Then, neither will there ever be. Finally, David acknowledged his limitations as a shepherd and was willing to subject himself under the hand of the good shepherd, as Deaconess Cordelia mentioned that we must obey. And if we do the same, we'll enjoy the following. One, we'll not lack. Two, we'll lie down in green pastures. Three, have no fear of evil. Four, have, he will not leave us. Five, his rod and his staff will comfort us. Six, he'll prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Eight, sorry, seven, he will anoint our head with oil. Eight, our cup will never overflow. And goodness and mercy shall accompany us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in God's heavenly temple forever. Thank you. Amen. Pastor Debbie, please. Psalm 23, it was so easy for David to relate this particular psalm to his encounter as a shepherd boy, tending his father's sheep for a long time. As a young shepherd boy, he guarded his father's sheep with passion, ensuring to receive maximum protection and security under his care. In one of his testimony to King Saul, he described how he rescued one of his sheep from the mouth of both bear and lion and killed them. 1 Samuel 17:34-35. He risks his life for the sake of his father's sheep, just like Jesus laid down his life for his own. With this in mind, King David reckoned that God is the chief shepherd who cares, watches, rescues, protects, and provides for his sheep. As a sheep under David's care would not have to worry about security, so King David's confidence in the chief shepherd to provide guide, lead, protect, and refresh it, stand firm. As mom mentioned, this is the most popular psalm that most people relate with in times of difficulties, yet powerful. There are several lessons to learn from the sheep being under the custody of the chief shepherd. One, to enjoy the security of the shepherd, there must be a total submission of the sheep. The sheep has no will of his own. He surrender his will to the shepherd. Jesus is our chief shepherd, and we are the sheep of his pasture and the work of his hands. Hence, his will must override our will. He requires our total dedication and commitment to him. We ought to trust him with our lives. Then we will be guaranteed total protection and security. Secondly, the proof that we love Jesus, the good shepherd, is that we love to be in his presence, to listen to his voice. My sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. The psalmist ended by saying he will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If indeed the Lord is our shepherd, we will long to be in his company at all times. Then we can boldly say like King David in Psalm 25 verse 8, I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. In conclusion, this is not just a psalm to recite in troubled times but a psalm to stand upon in all phases of our life journey. This implies God is our shepherd and we shall lack nothing. Not his protection, not provision, direction, care and peace. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'd like to invite Apostle um, 
Yes, Pastor, thank you so much. <laughs> I've been having a little bit of challenge on the, on the platform. Well, you are very welcome. I'm sure that the reflections that you have been listening to has reminded many of us of a lot of things that were spoken by Reverend Omar in the last lecture when we looked at 23. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, after we have done our lecture, you know, some of you go to them one day, two days, and that's it. But I believe very much that some of you might be wondering that, wow, did mommy say all this? But yeah, she said all those. She's in our notes. And this is the reason why it is a good thing for every one of us to write down what God says. And, you know, in a plain language so that we can run with it. Well, tonight it is my great pleasure to invite to the podium Reverend Omar, who will expound to us now Psalm 24. To you. Praise the Lord tonight. And uh, Merry Christmas, as you can see, my dear, and all the rest of us. Um, it's wonderful to be in the presence of God again. As the psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I believe that our feet shall stand within the gates of God all the days of our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank God for all the testimonies I have received from most of you and other people that are outside the uh, 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 our family here, but joining us from various parts of the world. I really want to say thank you to you all because your words have actually been such an encouragement and which also makes me to want all the time to read more and bring more to the people of God. Without wasting time tonight, uh, uh, tonight's topic or tonight's uh, chapter is chapter 24 of the book of Psalms, which I theme the king of glory and his kingdom. The king of glory and his kingdom. It's a wonderful psalm that God has laid on the heart of our Father in the Lord that we use to open the service all the time in Christ's day tabernacle, all over the world, in all our branches. And as many people that has loved to do that because they believe in the man of God and they believe in God that has sent him. The king of glory and his kingdom. Some of us live on this earth as if we belong only here. But God owns the kingdom. He owns the kingdom of this earth and he owns the kingdom of heaven as well, which is going to be where we'll be for eternity. If you agree with me, one of the Psalms that we read as well that God laid on the heart of our Father in the Lord is that Psalm 145. If we say Psalm 24, the King of Glory and His Kingdom, 145 also made us to understand that His Kingdom is an everlasting Kingdom. Kingdom in His Kingdom, His Kingdom rules over all. It's an everlasting kingdom and his kingdom rules over all, over any other kingdom. It rules over them. And that's the reason why I'll be so happy to belong to this kingdom. I'll be so happy to be part of this kingdom. I'll be so happy to demonstrate everything, the grace of God upon my life, even in this kingdom. And I know same also applies to you. All what this psalm is about is that the Lord has dominion over the whole of the earth. 
and all who dwells in it. God has dominion over the, the everyone that is in this earth and all over the earth as well. Who then can approach such a great God or such a God like this? Therefore, tonight it is essential and a great privilege for our believers, for all of us to worship the Lord. Who are those to worship the Lord? The psalmist then explains that it is only those with clean, pure, sincere hearts that may come before him. That's verse 4 of Psalm 24. Psalm 15 also confirms this. In other words, the person who will worship God must display sincerely and practice honesty and integrity in both God and others. What is he talking about this Psalm 24? An inner purity is also required of those who worship God aright. John chapter 4, 24 confirms this. John 4, 21 to 26. I'll bring us uh, 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 a little bit closer to what that psalm is actually referring to. For people with clean hands, your hearts are those that should worship this great God that we're talking about. When Jesus had rapport with the woman of Samaria, he declared, while he had discussion with the woman, he said, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Lord neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritan worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and this I want you to hold on to tonight when the true worshippers will worship the Lord in, the, in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. That's verse 24. Let's hold fast to it. He said, God is a spirit. And the worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. That's how many today has that knowing. But thanks be to God, because we belong to this kingdom, we know more about this. Uh, 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 about uh, uh, this Messiah. He said, I know that Messiah called Christ. This Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I will speak to you and he. I believe Jesus is saying to some that have, that have believed in God, but they don't know who God is. Can I then ask us this question? Do you know him or are you just following him? How many people? The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and all that are in it. Do you know the controller of this earth? Do you know him or are you just following him? Revelation 3.20 applies if you do not know him. Because you might be pretending coming to church, but we do not fully know him. But what does Revelation 3.20 say? It says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice 
and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. And I say to anyone that do not know him this tonight, knowing him as the one that has dominion over the earth, knowing him as the one that has the full power according to that Psalm 24, is right if you do not know him, or maybe we are still playing church, is right at the door of our heart, and he knocks. If anyone hear his voice and open the door of his or her heart, he will come in and eat with him, and he, he with, with, uh, with, with, with him. Anyone that comes before him, before the Lord, must display. This is one of the things that the psalmist is saying when we know him, when he knocked at the door of our hearts, we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and that's the reason why he came in to dine with us. That's the reason why he's directing us. That's the reason we are doing, why we are doing all these things that we are doing now. If anyone that comes before him, before the Lord, must display sincerity. That's what that Psalm 24 is talking about. Clean hands, pure heart. God demands from anyone that knows him. Anyone that has accepted him as his Lord and Savior. We must display sincerity. We must practice honesty and integrity in relationship with both God and many others that are around us. Friends, families, members of the church, we must display all this. Holiness and inner purity is also required of those who worship God aright in spirit and in truth. Your kingdom, if I will quote that scripture, the uh, Isaiah 145, says his kingdom rules over all. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwelleth therein. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. And it's not Psalm 145 talks about this kingdom. It says your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. There is still going to be a question I'm going to ask you. When Peter started his own sermon in the book of First Peter, saying that even the kingdom of this world is not going to be anymore. But because we know him, we know that kingdom that is forevermore. That's why we are practicing what is going to be in the next kingdom, in this kingdom. Say so your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. This psalm confirms it. The world does not only belong to the Lord and everything in it, but those of us that are in the Lord, we, in the Lord, we belong to this to, to, to everything in the world. But in this world, we are not going to be here forever, because one day this world will be no more. This world, this kingdom that belongs to God, will be no more. It's going to take us to another great kingdom. And that is what makes us to be happy and satisfied today. Then that Isaiah 145, verse 13 to 14, confirms it. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises. There are promises that he has given to us in the word of God. And loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall. And lifts up all who are bowed down. In this kingdom there, there might be rejection or anything. But because the Lord has dominion over this kingdom. Those things once we call on the name of the Lord. He comes with, uh, beside us. He, come, he goes ahead of us. And fights our battles. 
Our heads are no more bowed down. Our heads are lifted up. In this kingdom, there is true worship to the Lord. If you are indeed a true worshiper, you will tell like that Samaritan woman of Jesus, even in this kingdom. Psalm 145, verse 6 to 7 says, They will tell of the power of, the, of his awesome works. In this kingdom, we are to tell. We are not to keep quiet. We are to speak. Psalm 107, verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those that God has knocked at the door of our heart, and we have accepted him. He says we must not keep quiet, but we keep, must keep on reflecting God. That is all what this Psalm 24 is about. Said so they will tell of the power of your awesome works. If you belong to this kingdom, where Jesus rules, we must begin to talk, we must begin to tell of the awesome works of God. And I will proclaim your great deeds. The psalmist was also saying, I'm not only going to tell of your works, of the signs and wonders that you have done, of how you have created the heavens and the earth, but I will also proclaim your great deeds. There are things that God did that we need to proclaim. How he healed the sick, how he raised the dead. We must proclaim it. Telling the stories of Jesus all the time in this kingdom. They will celebrate your abundant goodness in this kingdom. We must continue to celebrate his abundant kingdom. Our goodness. And joyfully we must sing of his righteousness. Anyone that is going to sing about the righteousness of God must be righteous himself. Psalm 145, 10 to 12 says, All you have made will praise you. Oh Lord, your saints will extol you. In this kingdom, we must worship God all the time. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom. Like that Psalm 24. Telling of the glory of his kingdom. The earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. And all that dwelleth therein. The earth is the Lord. He has founded it upon the seas. You can see in the midst of voidness. God demonstrated one of his divine power. He said, let there be light. And there was light. So we must tell of the glory of this kingdom and speak of your might, of his might, so that all men may know of your, of your mighty act and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. In this kingdom, we must tell of the glory of this kingdom. Hence, that's Psalm 24. He says, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it, we all belong to the Lord. Both bad and ugly, we belong to the Lord. And we keep on knocking at the door of our hearts. Especially those that have not received Him, even in this kingdom that He has created them in. He will keep knocking at the door of their, of their hearts. And what sort of people that are we supposed to be as people that live in the kingdom? We must reflect Jesus all the time so that many more will reign with him forever in the new kingdom. For he has founded it upon the seas, Psalm 24, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the heel of the Lord? The heel of the Lord talks about the holy life. Who shall ascend this hill? 
Who is that person that is living a pure life that can ascend this hill? Who is that person that is living a life of integrity? These are the people that can ascend this hill. Who may stand in this holy place? This holy place. God Almighty is righteous and is pure and is holy. So who can, can actually see, be seen with God in this holy place? He who has clean hands, I've said it to us earlier, and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or what is false or swear by what is false. Or the other version says, or swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Salah means pause. <laughs> you know, when I read this psalm, each time we are reading it, the Lord inspired me and said to me, Yes, girl, you belong to this generation of those who seek God's face. And I began to search into it. So I want to encourage everyone tonight. And I want to tell us tonight that we all belong to this generation of those who see God's face. You know, in these generations, we have people that have lived bad lifestyles. We have prostitutes. We have adulterers. We have liars. We have a lot of people that have lived bad lifestyles. Generation of the God of Jacob. We have people that have deceived. Even Abraham deceived. But... At the knock of Jesus on the door of their heart, their lives turn around. So peradventure, you, you find yourself lacking. You still find yourself behind. You still find yourself doing evil things. What this psalm is saying to us is that you cannot do that, my dear. You belong to this generation of those who seek the face of God of Jacob. If you read that book of Matthew, it's another lecture on his own. When I have the time, I'm going to teach on that. You have Ruth in this generation. You have uh, Rahab in this generation. And many, many more in this generation that have brought shame to God. But when Jesus knocked the door of their heart, they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and their lives did not remain the same. Can I say the same to us? But I plenty you are still struggling. You belong to this generation. You must be upright in this generation. You must serve Him. Serve Him in spirit and in truth. Hence the book of Acts. That's what the scripture that came to my mind. Ananias and Sapphira, they belong to this generation of the God of Jacob. But hardly did they know they found themselves in a mess. They both agreed to lie against the Holy Spirit. And look what, what, what happened to them. It caused them to die. So they missed the mark. In that book of Acts chapter 5, because of time, you get home and read it again. It's a popular story. And Ananias and Sapphira, who lied at the altar of the Most High God. I don't know whether they actually know the, the, the importance of living in this kingdom that Jesus ruled over. They could not receive blessing from the Lord, according to that Psalm 24. Say you will receive blessing from the Lord. Hallelujah. They could not receive that blessing that as in a portion that they should receive from the Lord. But died at the altar. There are many people that will, will not be able to receive that blessing because they have allowed themselves to be ruled by the enemy. When you belong to this kingdom, integrity 
is demanded. And I read that book of Acts, chapter 5, maybe from verse 12 to 13. You'll be reading the other ones when you get home. The apostle performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dare join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on, on beds and mats so that, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the town around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. This is what happened in the kingdom where God has his domain. Where God rules. His kingdom rules over all. Say so we shall receive blessing from God our Savior. Ananias and Sapphira could not receive blessing, but they met their death at the altar. Can I encourage us to be truthful in this kingdom? Because Jesus is still ruling. All the believers were one in heart and mind. This is what is demanded in the kingdom. One heart were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possession was his own. That is the greed was taken care of. Not knowing that some, some people are still living in that. But they shared everything they had in common. They had together. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. In this kingdom where Jesus ruled, much grace is upon us. You must know that. You need to do something. You have the grace of God. Hallelujah. Jehovah Nisi will be your banner. He will protect you. That grace is there for you to do things that other people cannot do. You will do it by the grace of God. There were no needy person among them because everybody was truthful. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale, sales and put it at the apostles' feet. Clean hands, pure heart, they were doing things. But Ananias and Sapphira were still out of the kingdom. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the disciple called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold the land he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. They were not, not, not deceived among them because they are under the kingdom of God, the kingdom where God rules. And that is the same, same as this church. Everybody was trying to do the best so that there should be unity, there be peace of mind. But there are some people that are still greedy among them. But adventure, this is still happening among us. I want us to leave those heavy load and focus on Jesus. And when it gets to that verse 7, he said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. That the king of glory may come in. You know from the beginning I said to you that this psalm is all about the king of glory and his kingdom. Who is this king of glory? And I don't you are confused. 
You don't know this king that is ruling this kingdom. The book of Isaiah chapter 9 tells us about this king that was born. He said his kingdom rules over all. He will cancel us. He will encourage us. He will do everything for us. And in his kingdom, there is peace. Who is this king of glory? Probably you are confusing your heart. And you are asking, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is a mighty God. Is that God that is in you? We carry this mighty God that enables us to do things that is more than, more than we can do. Deborah has this king of glory in her. And she was able to do great and mighty things. She was able to do great and mighty things. Even in the, in the era of her gifting, she was able to excel. Because the mighty God is living in her. So you want to excel? The king, you allow the king of glory to rule your life. As he has said in this Psalm 24. He's strong. He's mighty. He's mighty in battle. Jehovah Nisi. He's a banner. He fights a battle all the time. We have to bless him for training us in all this warfare that we do every evening. Teaching us how to know the word of God and how to apply it in our lives. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors. Because there are gates that need to be lifted in our lives. If these gates are not lifted, we cannot do nothing. That the king of glory may come in. When these gates are lifted... Then the king of glory that is knocking at your door will be able to come in. There is no delay. Who is he? This king of glory. Can I respond to you tonight that he is the almighty God. The Elohim God. Everlasting Father Adonai. Hallelujah. He's all in all. He is the king of glory. We are commanded here in this verse 7 to 10. To open up the gates and the doors of our lives, regardless of how heavy they are. You know, when you look at when we went to Israel, you see, when I start seeing these gates, gates, gates there, they are very heavy gates. That is only God that can move that gate by himself. There are things that are, that are represented in our lives that have become gates. I'm not surprised about that Isaiah 45. And he said, gates of bronze and bars of iron should be in pieces so that you can get those treasures that God has made ready for us from the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. We are commanded here in this psalm to open up the gates and the doors of our lives regardless of how heavy they are. They might be heavy, might be difficult, but let's call the king of glory. He's the only one that can lift these gates. And with that, com and with that command comes a promise that the king of glory shall come in. When we lift that gate under the authority of the mighty God, then he, the king of glory, will come in. The one that has dominion over this earth. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's. The fullness therein. Everything that is in it is in the world belongs to God. He has dominion over everything, over you, over myself. We belong to God. 
And with that command comes a promise, like I said, the King of Glory shall come in when we lift all these things that are represented as gates in our lives. Lying is a type of gate. Deception is a type of gate. To mention but a few, they might seem heavy. Ah, how can I live lying? That's my lifestyle. No, 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 it's heavy, but they have to be moved. They might seem heavy or impossible at times to lift up, but God is mightier. Our God is mightier. Hence, one of the psalmists calling mightier than the mighty waters are you, God. Hallelujah. The Lord is mighty in battle. Jehovah Nisi. He's the Lord of hosts. As we seek him by making ourselves available in his presence and receiving the power of his Lord, the gates of, or of our hardened and stony hearts will spring open and we find freedom. Ezekiel 11 confirms this to us. Said that we give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them, from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. This has, your heart of stone has become a gate. Your heart of stone has become a door. Has become a barrier. For the king of glory to come and to rule, even though you are in the kingdom, but your heart of stone has debarred you from enjoying the things of the kingdom. That verse 20 said, they will follow my decree and be careful to keep my laws. When there is barrier, there is no way you can follow his decree, there is no way you can keep his laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. If you want to belong to this kingdom, for God to be your God, you must be ready to open and destroy those gates and the doors. Regardless of how heavy they are. But as for those whose hearts are devoted to, to, to their vile images and detestable idols, verse 21, I will bring down on their own heads what they have done, declares the Sovereign Lord. Always know that the, 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 the God of heaven and earth is sovereign. One of the things that I've, I've, I've been discussing with us in the New Cross Church, the, names of, the beautiful names of God. He comes rushing in and overtakes our rejections, our sin patterns, and our numb hearts. Those hearts that have been that have shut things off when God comes in, they can't reject him anymore if we are ready to, 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 to receive with a heart of flesh. God is not just the king, but the king of glory. As I said, Psalm 24, it's all about the king of glory, the one that rules our heart, the one that rules our life, the one that rules in this kingdom and the, in the kingdom to come. And his glory comes into our lives and changes us forever. Let's ask the king of glory. That's why from now henceforth, if you have to read that psalm, you must know the reason why you are reading it. You won't read it because it's the opening uh, uh, song or opening psalm for Christ's sake tabernacle, but you will read it because you want the king of glory to rule your life throughout the meeting. Or anywhere you are going for an interview, Call him, the earth is the Lord's. 
so that you will know that that building where you are having and the room we are having that interview belongs to the Lord. And all that dwelleth therein, even your interviewer, they belong to God. You have taken hold of their hearts. And tell the King of Glory to come in in your interviews, in whatever you do. He will come in and be with you there. Then we pause the word Selah, which implies here at the end of this psalm, stop and think about it. That's why it says Selah. That's why you cannot just keep quiet and say Selah and just say it anyhow. No. You must pause and think about what the psalm says. Stop and think about it. We take a break in his presence. We stand in his glory. The earth, the earth as it pertains to our life is redeemed and fullness of and full of his glory. His glory which changes everything. I'm not surprised that we're in the year of light. When the light of God shone around the shepherds, they were able to see the glory. And that is the season that we are in now. Hence the earth is the Lord's and all is fullness. It is important that people of faith that engage in politics understand that God has a purpose for all institutions. God has a purpose for your work. God as a shepherd has a purpose for your home. God as a shepherd has a purpose for your, for your children. So let's allow him to rule over all that he, has, that he has created. We are called to bring righteousness into any, anything that we, 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 we touch. Let's live a right, life of righteousness. Let's fear him. Let's take away pride. And try to walk with a pure heart in a system where God rules. Knowing fully well that in this system where He rules, there is so much peace. Colossians chapter 3 talks about the peace of God that rules our mortal bodies. The most power and influence, influence, influence that we have is that God should help us to humble ourselves. Jesus has called us to be salt and light. So that means we bring his redemption even into anything, anything that we touch, any area of our lives. It's time for some servant leaders in this field. Let us not be, not be shortchanged by doing politics like the world system does it. Hence that Psalm 45. If Jesus rules, we must believe him for what he says in this Isaiah 45, 1 to 3. So this is what the Lord says to so his anointed. You can put your name there. As one that is under the kingdom of God. To Cyrus, whose right hand I lay hold of. I know you all know this scripture. To subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor. To open double doors before him so that gates will not be shut against him. 
And adventure, your character, your lifestyle has become that gate that is almost shutting against you. You must allow the King of Glory to come in. God has promised us again in this Isaiah. He said, I will dress too. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. What are those things that have become gates in your life? That Psalm said, lift up your head so ye gates. And be lifted up you ancient doors that have become doors that cannot be lifted. The King of Glory comes and destroys. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the richest stores in secret places. Apostle has explained this more and more to us. Treasures of darkness. The richest stored in secret places. They belong to us because they, 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 they do not use it well. So that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Hence Psalm 21, verse 8 to 11. He says, your hand will lay hold on all your enemies. Your right hand will seize your foes. Why? Because you are under the kingdom of the Most High God. At the time of your appearing, you will make them like a fairy furnace. In his wrath, the Lord will swallow them up and his fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, their posterity from mankind. Though they plot evil against you and devise wicked schemes, they cannot succeed. Same Psalm 21 verse 13, it says, be exalted. If the king of glory rules over all, you need to tell him to be exalted, O Lord, in your strength and sing praise in, in, in your might. If the king of glory rules in our lives, he will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. That's Psalm 32 verse 8. I will counsel you and watch over you. If you believe in him that his kingdom rules over all. That's Psalm 32 verse 8 applies. If you believe him that he rules over all. Isaiah 48 17. This is what the Lord says. Your redeemer. Then you'll be able to make him your redeemer. The holy one of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Who teaches you what is best for you. If you are in his kingdom, he will teach you what is best for you. Who directs you in the way you should go. Isaiah 48, 17. What then is the mountain of the Lord in that Psalm 24? The mountain of said, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And all that dwelleth therein. So what is it? The mountain of the Lord that needs to be lifted. The heel of the Lord represents higher spiritual ground. Which brings us closer to God. A hill or a mountain. You know the church in those days is built on a hill or they are built on the mountain. We have to climb to get there. So higher, the, 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 the hill also represents higher spiritual grounds that we have to trek into. You know the songwriter that talks about um, the, the higher, higher ground. Anyway, I can't remember the song right now. Lord, lead me onto higher grounds. Which brings us closer to God. A hill or mountain also often symbolizes the temple. And that you can see as Isaiah 2 verse 2 describes it. What is the mountain of the Lord in Psalm 24? I've just explained that to you. 
The psalm reminds us again that God has dominion to the whole earth and all who dwells in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, all who dwells in it. In another word, the Lord created the earth and everything in it belongs to him. But I don't have that understanding of that Psalm 24. Maybe you are just still living as if you are on your own. No, you are not on your own. Jesus is with you. And the earth belongs to him. Everything in him. Therefore, he commands that everyone, we are part of that, uh, of those that live in it, lives in it, or dwell therein. That is, everyone that, that is in the world or on earth should worship him. This psalm helps us to know and understand that the earth is the Lord's and all or everything in it. In knowing that the Lord established the earth and all that dwell, dwelleth in it or dwells in it. Genesis 1, 1-4 makes us to understand that uh, Psalm 24. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God is, is the one that created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from darkness. So God is the one that created the heavens and the earth. And he asked the question here, and that was 3 of Psalm 24. Who may ascend the heel of the Lord? I've explained to you about the heel of the Lord earlier. A higher spiritual ground. Can you get there? With all these do's and don'ts, can you get to that higher spiritual ground? But the psalmist was asking here, if the earth belongs to the Lord, who may ascend the heel of the Lord, the higher ground, that expectation, that ground of integrity, that ground of living blameless life, who can ascend this heel of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, that holiness life that God wants you to live. The question asked in verse 3, that who can ascend or who can approach the presence of this great God? It is a great privilege as believers to relate, the, uh, to relate and worship Him. It is only those with clean hands and pure hearts that can come before Him. Psalm 24. Hence, that Psalm 15, you can mark it. We have read it before, 1 to 5. Verse 4 of that Psalm 24 answered that question. He said, He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, lift up his soul to an idol, or what is false, or swear deceitfully. They are the only people that will receive blessing from the Lord. They are the only people that will carry on with him from this generation to the next generation. Psalm 15 also describes it, Psalm 1 describes it. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live on your holy hill. He whose work is blameless, verse 2, verse Psalm 15. And who does what is righteous? Who speaks the truth from his heart? Do you speak the truth from your heart? And, no, and has no slander on his tongue? Who does his neighbor no wrong? Continue to mark yourself in this Psalm 15. 
If you are in the kingdom, these are the lifestyle that God wants you to live. Those who cast no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man but honors those who fear God, who keeps his oath even when it hurts, who lends his money without usury, and does not accept a bribe against the innocent. He who does things, these things will never be shaken. Anyone that comes before him must display, as I said to us earlier on, sincerity, practice, honesty, and integrity in relationship with both God and others. Holiness and inner purity is also required of those who worship God aright in spirit and in truth. And that's John 4, 24. But let me quickly take us to um, 1 Peter chapter 1 or 2 Peter chapter 1, 15 to Second uh, Peter. That was Second uh, uh, Peter chapter three, verse three to eighteen. First of all, in conclusion, you must understand that in the last days, coffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desire. So, if you are in this kingdom, you cannot afford to be a scoffer. You cannot afford to be someone that lies. You cannot afford to do all these things that someone talks against, sit in the seat, seat of mockers, walk in the ways of sinners. His delight must be in the law of the Lord. He must be that person. Those who have decided to live a life of righteousness, these are the people that Peter was referring to here. They will say, why is this coming? He promised. Ever since our father died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago that God's word, the heavens, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By this water also, the world of that time was deluded and, and destroyed. By the same word, the present heaven and earth were reserved for fire. Is it not amazing? The earth where Jesus himself has dominion. He said the present heaven and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not forget that this this one thing, dear friend, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years uh, like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. For the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear. This is the earth that is the Lord's. <laughs> One day it will disappear with a roar. The element will be destroyed by fire. This is the same earth that belongs to the Lord. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought we to be? We ought to live holy and godly lives. The people that will not be destroyed with this earth that we are presently in, are the people that live a holy and godly lives. 
as we look forward to the day of the Lord and speed is coming, verse 12, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire. This earth that God belongs to, he said, is going to be destroyed by fire. But it's only people that live righteously in this earth that will reign with him forever. But in keeping with this promise, we look forward to a new heavens and a new earth, the home of the righteous. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, according to that verse 4 of Psalm 24, and at peace within. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of all these matter, matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have already known this, be on your guard. That is my conclusion tonight. So that you may not be carried away by the errors of lawless men and fall from your secure position but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. What am I trying to point out from us here? His kingdom rules over all. We are in the kingdom of God. But in this kingdom, the world is going to come to an end, destroyed with fire. It is only people, that's Psalm 24 verse 4, that lives a holy life. Life of righteousness. Who does not lift up their, their heart to what is false? Who does not swear deceitfully? Ananias and Sapphira ended at the altar because they lie. They swear deceitfully. So God is calling faithful people of integrity that will live with him forevermore. So paradventure you have found wanting in what, what we have stressed here tonight. Let's come back to basis. As you enjoy the kingdom, let us continue to enjoy it until eternity. And peradventure, our heart is stiff. Ezekiel gave us a reply tonight that the stony heart shall be turned to flesh in the name of Jesus so that we can live with it forevermore in the kingdom. Hence, as I said the beginning, from the beginning of this psalm, this psalm 24 talks about the king and his glory. Hallelujah. The king and his glory. Because we are living in his kingdom. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. May the Lord keep us to the end. So that we will reign with him forevermore. In Jesus name. Psalm 24, 1 to 10. The king of glory and his kingdom. If you are in his kingdom, you must be truthful. If you are in his kingdom, you must have a clean heart, a pure heart, good spirit that will follow you all the time. If you are in his kingdom, you must worship him. If you are in his kingdom, you must be that person that live a sincere life, practice honesty, integrity before God and others. You must also be that person that has inner purity. And as you worship God aright, like the woman of Samaria, who did not change from his lifestyle, 
but allow, open his heart to the knock of the Lord Jesus of the world. So I conclude with that revelation. Do you know him? Or are you just following him, like what I said earlier on? Revelation 3.20 applies if you do not know him. said, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. And he with me. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we let's just lift up our voices and just begin to thank God tonight for what we have heard. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let's thank God for indeed the earth is his and the fullness thereof. Let's thank God for the word. Let's thank God for the illumination, the insights we have received from God's throne of grace. Let's lift up our voice in prayer and thank God tonight. Father, we give you praise and we thank you. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the deep teaching, Father God, in your word. We thank you, Lord God, for the revelation. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for opening up to us the fullness, Lord, of that which have ordained and planned and purpose. But daily, when we declare the earth is yours and the fullness thereof, thank you, Father God, for giving us deeper insights tonight of that which we continuously declare. And thank you, Lord God, for the illumination, our Lord and our God. We give you glory and we give you praise. We thank you, our Father and our God. We bless and magnify your name. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. I'd like to invite a few people to lead us in prayers tonight. And I'd like to start by inviting Dickness. Gina, please unmute your device. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, and we're still in the attitude of thanking and praising God, because this is the last month of the year. Can we go to Psalm 23, verse 6? And he says, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. We've all experienced the goodness of God in this year. If you are alive from January to today, it is by the goodness of God. If we've all experienced the love of God. So church, let's thank God for his goodness. Let's thank him for his grace. Let's thank him for his love from January to today. The love of God has seen us through. The love of God has saved our life. The good, the love of God that no, no, the love of God that has no string attached to it. Let's thank God for who he is. Let's thank God for his mercy. Let's thank God above all. To know him and to tabernacle with him, to tabernacle with us, and to worship him every day to stand in the gap. Let's thank God for that grace. Let's thank God for that, for that tenacity, the strength he has given us. Let's thank God for the test he has given us. Nobody has given up. Some people would have given up. 
but we did not take it for granted. We haven't given up. We stand in the gap day in and day out. Today is 629 or 28 days we've been before the Lord. It is not by power but might. It is not by because we are better than others. Not because we love God more than others. It is the grace of God. It is the goodness of God. It is the love of God that has seen us through. The love of God that has been a norm in our life. The Lord has made it a norm for us to seek him. We miss if we we are not before him in the evenings. So let's thank God for his love. The love of God that passes all understanding. Let's thank God for Christ and Tabernacle. Let's thank God for Apostle who is not tired. Let's thank God for Reverend Omar who is always there for us. Let's thank God for the strength he has given them. Let's thank God for strengthening them. Let's thank God for the good health. Let's thank God for being with them, keeping them standing, and they are pulling us. Let's thank God for every member of Christ Faith Tabernacle. Let's thank God for all the pastors in Christ Faith Tabernacle. From January to today, let's thank God for all the administrators. From January to today, the Lord Almighty has been our rock. He has been our strength. He has been our shield, ever present in the time of need. He has healed all our diseases. Nobody, can you imagine, nobody, we do not lose any life in this COVID. Let's thank God for his goodness, his love, ever present in the time of need. He's been our shield. He's been our shepherd. He's been our God. He's been our Ebenezer. He's been our father. He has been our Lord Almighty, who is like you, O Lord ever present in the time of need. Let's say hallelujah to his name. Let we say hallowed be your name, Father. We say hallowed be your name, Jehovah. We say hallowed be your name, Eshadad. We say hallowed be your name, my God and my Father. Yahweh, we worship you. We thank you. We bless your name for who you are. There is none like you that is not beside you. There is none to compare with you. My King and my Father, we worship you. Prophet Tabernacle say thank you. Prophet Tabernacle worship you. Thank you for the privilege that you've given us to know you and serve you, the only true God. Oh, Lord, my God, we bless your name. We worship you. We thank you. We pray that we'll be in your presence forever. You continue to strengthen us. Nobody will be weary. Nobody will come off the boat. We are all in this boat together. And you are our leader. You are our father. You are our shepherd. You are the one who paddled the canoe for us. We thank you, Lord, ever present in the time of need. We bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. Dickiness and Jigini, please. Good evening, church. Good evening. I want to take a reading in accordance to what our mom has just taught us about the King of Glory and his kingdom. I want to read Romans chapter 14, verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. I want us to thank God because we are part of this kingdom. We are part of the generation that seek him in this kingdom. We've learned about what we should be. And as the house of CFT, daily we recite this scripture. The true scripture we recite is what God has, Mom has used to teach us tonight. Let us thank God. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We want to bless you because, Lord, we belong to your kingdom. You yourself have invited us into your kingdom. Your word says in Revelation, O oh God, that prince and kingdom, you've made us to serve our God. Father, we thank you, O oh God, because we can say we are part of your kingdom. Thank you because we will serve you with a pure heart, with a pure heart and a clean heart. Thank you. Your word says who can ascend this hill. It is you, O oh God, that have purified us by your blood. So as a house, O oh God, we come to say thank you very much. We want to thank you because your word says, O oh God, your kingdom come, your will be done. We want to thank you because we've released ourselves in CFT for your kingdom to be done, for your will to be done in this kingdom of yours. Lord, as we have learned, O oh God, we can testify that the gates and all the ancient doors, no matter how old they were, no matter what the stronghold were, Lord God, thank you because they've lifted up their head. Because at your word indeed, every bars of iron have been broken. Lord, we thank you because even this vision, you gave it to our Father and we saw it as well. And we thank you because of that which you have done. My Father and my God, we thank you, O oh God, for helping our mother to open her eyes to understand the scripture tonight. Lord, thank you for helping us that we are not in errors when it comes to the scripture. Thank you, O oh God, it is your own doing. Lord, we know that even as your word has come forth tonight, and they strengthen your word. It will deliver. It will set free. It will enable us to dwell in your kingdom with righteousness, in your peace that passes all understanding, your joy that is always in your presence. We fill our hearts in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, O God. Lord, we pray, O God, that as we go back to look at this scripture, my Father and my God, let it be increased in our lives, O God. Let us be the Berean Christian. Lord, this is the seed of your word that you've planted today in our hearts, O God. And our mother told us, O God, that our heart has become a heart of flesh. Your word will germinate in Jesus' name. Let this word that we've learned today, O God, help it to bring forth hundred folds of increase in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We thank you, O God. We thank you for the deliverance. Father, we can see the deliverance because the gates are indeed lifting up their heads. Father, we thank you, O God, because as many people, O God, that are listening to us tonight, that might be in one bondage or the other, or that might even be ill, you will bring forth healing to them in Jesus' name. Our King and our God, we bless you, we honor you, we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's the signal, please. Hallelujah. I want to look at um, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 23, verse 8. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been waiting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign 
of some sorts. Herod wanted to see Jesus for a particular reason. But we thank God that we belong to the generation of God seekers. We want to see God for we want to seek Jesus for inspiration and encounter. Those who seek me find me. His presence has made a difference in our lives. We want us to thank God for his presence in our lives, for his presence in the life of our children. The presence of Jesus in our lives made a great difference. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives, O oh God. Father, we thank you, God, because we are the generation of those who seek your face. Oh Lord, as a church, as a family, we seek your face. We give you praises, not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit. Father, we thank you, God, for the honor and the grace you give to us to seek you. Thank you, God, for being in our lives. Thank you for your presence in our lives. It makes a great difference, oh God. Father, we thank you, God, as we have had tonight. Father, we be as men and women and children of who seek your face. Father, we bless your name, O oh God. We belong to the generation of God seekers. Those who see God day in, day out. Those who see God morning and night. Those who see God when we are walking, when we are sleeping, when we are discussing, we seek your presence daily. Father, we give you praise, O oh God. Lord, we glorify your name, O oh God, for what you have done in our lives. You have come into our lives, you have changed things for good. Father, we bless your name, O oh God. Thank you for giving us illumination of life. Thank you, God, for giving us revelation. Thank you for giving us encounter. Lord, we bless your name. You are a faithful God. We bless your name, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless and glorify your name, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord, Apostle. Yes, I'm going to just continue in that prayer that Pastor just ended with. But we know God has spoken to us this year severally. We know that grace has been poured out upon us. You know, I, I don't know what grammar to qualify that. <laughs> Maybe I will say ginormously. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have. We have grace to the place you are by we have been mesmerized by God. God gave us grace that we don't even expect, that we don't even think about. And I want us to now thank God for your, ourselves. You th- I want to thank God for you. You want to thank God for yourself. Romans chapter 1 verse 8. It says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of us, all of you, because your faith is, is being reported all over the world. Let me tell you, this platform that we have started for 629 days brought to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the world. This is what happened in CFT daily in our house, in the church. But now we brought it to the world for 629 days. It has stirred up holy jealousy in many. It has stirred up many believers across the globe to pray. Even some people who hear that we have been praying together constantly for 629 days, they, they, they ask how. How? It's your faith. Lift up your voice and thank God for your faith in the Lord, which is now being reported all over the world. Thank God for the faith God has given to Christ faith tabernacle, which is now being shared, which is now sharing up the faith of many all over the world. We give you the praise and honor and glory, O God, 
We thank you for the faith we have received in you. We thank you for the faith that we have received from your word. We thank you for the faith of gathering together. You said to us, can you not watch just for an hour? And this is where this prayer came from. We began by calling it Operation Push. Pray until something happens. And Lord, we, we kept on praying and praying and praying and praying for over 30 years together, daily. And we bless your name for the grace you have given to us. Even that we are not praying only in church, but in our homes, you have turned every member of CFT to a prayer machine. Lord, we bless you, we bless even our children. They can't wait for the prayer time. Father, we glorify thee, we exalt you, we magnify, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Now, according to Second Thessalonians 1 and 3, it says we ought always to thank God for you because... Rightly, because your faith is growing more and more. Thank God that your faith is growing more and more. The faith of this house is growing more and more. You have you accepted, your, your faith is growing more and more. And your love to, for everyone, for one another, is increasing. Thank God for the faith that is growing more and more on a daily basis. And our love that is increasing for one another. It is the Spirit of God that does that. In this house, I've seen people treat others like their own kindred. I've seen people prefer others to themselves. I've seen people, you know, doing all, going all length that they can in praying and in supporting to, to ensure others are, are successful. I've seen people who care for others when they are in the time of their dying need. I have seen your faith in God growing more and more. People who have no fear of anything but God himself. People who, are, who, are, who believe in the world so much. And they can stand upon the world until manifestation happens. Your faith is growing more and more. And your love for one another is growing more and more. When faith grows, love grows. When faith in God grows, love grows for one another. They both work together, pari pasu. One gives back to the other. And the other gives back to the other. We bless your name that you have not allowed the devil to hinder our faith that is growing in you every day. Thank you, Father God. Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. You still want to pray concerning the love. Um, a grace. You want to pray about grace? Now, First Corinthians 1.4. It says, I always thank God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. Now, you want to thank God for the grace that God has given to us. For His grace. You know, especially the, the, in uh, August, we, when we had Holy Ghost Convention, it was a turnaround. It was a complete turnaround. Sight was given, prophetic became so sharp, and an increasing measure from August. We, we had divine visitation as God promised us. Of course, we have seen God across the, the year, but from August, it got into a higher dimension. That we are, I, I sit down here, all the time, to hear different members phoning me that God reveals something to them, and it's the same thing. Our members have not spoken with themselves. And so we lift up our voice and thank God for His grace. Blessed be the name of the Lord for the grace He has poured upon us in this year. The grace to hear the voice of God. The grace to see open vision. The grace to dream dreams, visions of the night. The grace to overcome fear and move by faith. The grace to, to, to speak as oracle of God over cities, over people, over nations, over sickness, and it happened immediately. The grace that we have received from God to read the scripture on a daily basis. Four chapters of the Bible, every member of this church read every day. And to pray to 
together to observe the hours of prayer, to love God, the grace to really seek the face of God, the grace to submit to the word so that our life is transformed by the word that we are reading, the grace not to be the judge of others, but to look inwardly to ourselves, renew our soul on a daily basis so that we can be filled by God and be used by the most holy one. Father, we bless you for your grace that increase upon us day and day after day. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Now begin to thank God for the spirit of wisdom. Because we are praying for the spirit of wisdom, we can see that manifest among us this year tremendously. The spirit of revelation, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 116, so that we know him better. The revelation to know God better. These are the prayer we pray at the beginning of the year. It has happened among us. We have known God better that we knew him in January. Thank God for the eyes of our heart have been enlightened. God has opened the eyes of our heart. God has opened the eyes of our heart so that we know the hope to which God has called us more than ever. We, we, we know the riches of his glorious inheritance in us, and we know the incomparably great power that he has given to us. We operate in that power that God has given to us all over CFT Global. Our soul magnified it. Our spirit uh, 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 praise the, the name of our God. We thank you for doing this among us. We glorify your holy name. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Now let's thank God for the work of the word of God in us. The work of the God, of our God. The word we hear, the word we read, the word we speak of our God. How it has renewed us. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. He says, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you had from us, you accepted it as word, not as word of men, but as word, actual word of God, and, and which is at work in you who believe. Thank God for giving you a heart to receive the word as the word of God. When the ministers speak on our pulpits, the members receive their word as the very word of God. And because of that, we have seen the transformation of the word. That has happened in our life. Let's thank God for God the Holy Spirit. He is the one behind all this. Let's give him praise and honor and glory. For what he has done for us. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Blessed be your name. For the transformation you have brought about by your word. And we surrender and submit to you. Our thanks. Thank God for your healing. Thank God for your restoration. Thank God for the blessings he has given you. Thank God for giving you seed to sow and, 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 and bread for, for, for food. Thank God for giving us abundant blessing, so that out of the blessings of God we can overflow unto other people. Thank God for the grace he has given to you, that your job is secured. Thank God for promoting you. Which many of you have gotten promotion in this year. Some of you have changed jobs to higher jobs in this year. Thank God who has sustained your source of income, that he did not allow the devil to toss with it. Thank God. Thank God who is our provider. The God who opened double doors before us on January and told us I've opened double doors before you. We have walked through it and we can see how great it is when God opened double doors before the people. Thank God for opening the doors of nations to us this year. Our God and King, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen and amen. Let me just read this to you before I hand over to Pastor Tyre for announcement and our offering. When I was reading the letter of Paul, I, I mean, on, on thanking God, I, I saw a lot of things similar to my life in the life of Paul. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, 
I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did. Apostle Williams stand before you to say that I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with clear conscience <laughs> as night and day I constantly remember you all in my prayers. The members of this church have not given me headache at all. You have given me joy so that when I go to God, I'm always thankful of each one of you for your resilience, for your commitment, for your serving God. You are not serving Apostle Williams in CMT. Some people will serve their, their founding fathers. No, you are serving the God of Apostle Williams. Even some of you are running faster than me now. As I committed God to you, you loved it. You ran after it. You adjusted your time and your life to just fall in line. And I, I'm happy that I'm seeing that God manifesting in you day after day. May the Lord continue to strengthen you. May the Lord uphold you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord continue to open doors before you. May the Lord continue to exalt you. May the Lord continue to distinct you among contemporaries in the midst of nations. May you be ruler sitting in the authorities of nations. As God has promised us, so it shall be unto you. And God will raise among you people who will, who will set up more industries that, that will create job and employment for so many people. Those of you who are working in services, God will take you to the height. He says you will be on top. You will never be beneath. Mm -hmm. You will always be on top. You will never be beneath. Mm -hmm. You will never have a day in your life that you will be jobless. Mm -hmm. You will always have income, income, income. Mm -hmm. You will always be in a position that many organizations are begging you to come and serve. Mm -hmm. Even no matter how old you are, until you decide to withdraw, you will always, job will always seek after you. I mean, renowned, remarkable job. You will always be a voice to be reckoned with in your organization and in the world at large. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the covenant of God with the righteous shall be upon you. It shall manifest upon you. The reign of heaven will never cease over your life. It shall continue to rain down over the works of your hand. The Spirit of God will never withdraw from you. He will continue to ravel with himself over you and pour out grace and more grace and more grace and more grace and more grace. Your life will be a testimony and a testament to be read by many people that the God of Israel is the true God and He is the one who you serve. And may the, may the peace of God surround you, the fire of God surround your house. May the blood of Jesus defeat every fool that the devil has sent against you and the fire of God destroy every planting of Satan in our spirit, soul and body and all around us. And give us victory evermore. In amen. Jesus' holy and anointed name I've declared. Amen, amen and amen, amen and amen. Pastor Tayo, please. Thank you very, very much, Apostle. We give God praise and we thank God for tonight. We thank God for the privilege we have to have both Apostle A.T.B. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams as our parents in the Lord. We appreciate you and Mommy and we thank God for your life sincerely. Well, church, um, let's prepare for our tithes and our offering. Let's prepare for our tithes and our offering. And um, the account details, most of us would have it. Um, but if you join us for the very first time, it is being um, published for you right now or screened or brought online live. 
Um, and as we prepare for our tithes and offering, as we honor God with our substance and with the first fruit of our increase, I'll take a few announcements whilst we are preparing that. And first off, I'd like to welcome anyone who's joining us for the very first time. If this is your first time joining us on this platform, or indeed any platform you might be joining us on, it might be FCC, YouTube, or of course, Zoom, you are welcome. Please let us know you've joined by sending an email to admin at cftchurches.org. Admin at cftchurches.org. And let's know how we could be a further blessing to you. Please include your the, the city you're joining us from. And of course, um, just so that we don't confuse um, cities, please include the country as well. So that way we can be sure just in case one a city is, appears in two different countries, um, we, we don't want to just write London. We want to we want to know if it's London in the United Kingdom or London elsewhere on the planet. So please let us know as well, and um, the Lord bless you richly. Whilst on the subject of London, if you live in the London in the Greater London area, we do like would like to invite you to join us in one of our live worship services on Sunday. And that uh, you've got a choice of two. One, the first, uh, the earliest service is at New Cross, at the Bethesda building, 56 to 62 New Cross Road, London, SC 145BD. The service starts at 8 a.m. Intercessory prayer starting at 7 a.m. And if you're slightly later riser, you could join us at the Cathedral, 186 Bowie Street, London, SE 186NL. And Cathedral is, at, is in Greenwich, the centre of time. We're not there by chance. We're there because God purposes us to be. Um, and we start the services there at 10 a.m. Uh, with intercessory prayers at 9 a.m. each Sunday. We look forward to welcoming you. And indeed, if both of those Sunday services do not fully grab you, we've got three days towards the end of this month. That's on the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th that we're having worship services as well at the Cathedral, 186 Fowey Street, London, SE 186NL. We look forward to welcoming you for the carol service, for Christmas Day service, and our grand Thanksgiving service on the 26th of December, the final Sunday of the year 2021. And that will crown our three weeks of praise and worship. You don't want to miss it in any shape or form. So we look forward to welcoming you. Now, I'm sure we've prepared our thoughts and offering, and I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord to bless our offering. Sir. Thank you so much, Pastor. Shall we just pray? Our God and King, we thank you for this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Mm. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Amen. May the Lord Lift up his countenance to shine upon you. Amen. And may the Lord give you rest. Amen. May I read to you the blessings of the Lord in the book of Psalm 20. The Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. The name of the God of Jacob will protect you. Amen. The Lord will send you help from the sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. The Lord remembers all your sacrifices mm. and accepts all your offerings, your mm. bond offerings. Mm. <coughs> mm. 
May the Lord give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And make all your plans succeed. Amen. Angelic help will come for you in this week. Amen. And yours will be a delightful land. Amen. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. Amen. <clears throat> and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. Amen. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you in this season. Amen. And grant all your requests. Mm. May the God of better who appeared unto Abraham and Jacob at better, may he tabernacle with you in your house. Amen. And turn your house into a better. Mm. That angels will be descending and ascending in your house. Mm. And the Lord will turn your dreams to visions. Mm. And give you understanding of your future. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. amen and amen and amen. Mm. We are going to bring our men to a close. Mm. As we read together from the book of Psalm. Mm. Uh, sorry, the book of Hebrew. 13, 20, and 21. Shall we? Now, may the God of peace have brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall we take together Second Corinthians 13, 14? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. There shall be showers of blessing. It will fall in your house. That is our closing hymn. Shall we take it together, please?
shall be unto you according to your confession. Can I remind all men, light of the world tomorrow, please, at 7 p.m. and then prayer session at 11 p.m. Light of the world, 7 p.m., prayer session, 11 p.m.